0: Welcome to the Unapologetic Man podcast, the only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about 10 questions you've been afraid to ask about women dating and sex. I really like this because there's some questions that even you more experienced older gentlemen might benefit from that you've never thought about that maybe you've just questioned and I've kind of picked out the common questions that I get from clients as well as listeners about like, what's this? What's that? What should I do here? What should I do there? So we're going to get into 10 of those, although now looking at my list, I think I may have a few more as I am apt to do in this podcast, always over deliver, always ask for less than what you give in return. That is one of the big secrets of life and always be appreciative for what you have. And gentlemen, I am appreciative for you. If you are listening right now, and clearly you are because you're hearing the words coming out of my mouth, I want to thank you personally. Yes, you, the dude listening right now. Brother, thank you for listening. It's because of you that I'm able to do what I love. It's because of you that I can work for myself. I get to be a coach. I get to do this podcast. If you didn't listen, I wouldn't have this business. And I'll tell you, if you didn't listen, probably all the other dudes wouldn't be listening either because I would be an idiot and you wouldn't want anything to do with me. So by listening, you are really helping me and I really do appreciate it. Seriously, man, I appreciate you. And you know what, if you wanna meet with me, I would love to meet with you too because I love meeting my listeners. And what's interesting is every time I meet one of you guys, it's like we're best friends separated at birth. I always get along with you guys. We always hit it off flawlessly. So if you're interested in that, please apply. One thing I wanted to say is you have to be 18 years old to apply but I do work with guys who are as old as 75 has been my oldest client. I have a client right now who's 69 years old, just got out of a 25-year marriage. Forgive me if I'm botching that, brother. It may have been 15. I got the memory of an 89-year-old man myself, but he got out of a very long marriage, just got back into the game, went to a big event, yanked the hottest girl at the event. All the other guys wanted her, and she was in her early 30s. He's been dating her. It's been going phenomenally. I'm so proud of you, brother. You know who you are. I'm not going to put your name out there because I know you're a private person, but I'm super proud of you. And gentlemen, regardless of your age, provided you're over 18 years old, I wanna work with you. I wanna meet with you. I have clients who are 21 all the way up to, as I mentioned, 69 years old. The average age of my clients is 34 years old, just in case you were curious. But I work with everybody, and no attraction isn't different across ages, and it isn't different across international borders attraction works the same no matter what the age is attraction works the same no matter which country you're in it's all about value frame leading her making her laugh giving her emotions flipping those attraction hot switches you're not going to have an african woman have a different attraction system than a japanese woman just because they're different ethnicities we're all human beings attraction works the same Two hundred thousand years of evolution has proved it and I will teach you no matter where you come from, provided you are the right age and provided you're fully committed and ready to get this part of your life solved. And when I say committed, I'm not saying committed to me. I'm saying committed to getting this part of your life fixed and becoming the best version of yourself you possibly can be. If you wanna meet with me, go to my website, coachmarksing.com. You can also click the link in the description below. Click on coaching, fill out the short application, turn it in. I'll send you my schedule and you and I will get on that free one-on-one breakthrough session together. All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and jump right into the content. Okay, first question, what to wear on a first date? So what I always do is I tell her to dress casually, okay? It's always something that I say when we're setting up the date. Hey, dress casual, it's mellow. Not only do I say this because, as I say in my coaching, my three-month coaching program, my nice dates must be earned. I don't say that outright, but by saying to her dress casually, it kind of communicates that same thing, right? We're just hanging out. Really, I don't even call it a date either. I call it a hangout. That's something you guys might wanna take away from this. I just call it a hangout. But I want her to know that, yo, we're just hanging out. It's very chill. Nothing is happening yet because frankly, and this is never said, this is always sub-communicated, she's the one submitting the application. Is she good enough for me? Are we gonna have a good time? Why am I gonna take her out to a freaking Michelin star restaurant and spend a hundred plus dollars on a chick I hardly know? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going out for 10 to 20 bucks. It's gonna be super chill. It's not gonna be like McDonald's kind of chill, it's gonna be an eclectic and cool place. But this is just to get to know each other. It's a quick little hey, what's up? See if we have chemistry. If not, kick rocks with your head down. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. So as such, we want to dress casually ourselves. However, we don't want to wear flip flop shorts, and a wife beater. What we preferably should wear is some nice pants. Some jeans is what I always suggest. I personally like the brand Diesel. Diesel jeans, some boots that look really good. Whatever your style is, you can wear tennis shoes. Whatever your style is, just make sure it's stylish and like a good fitting t-shirt. And if it's cold, maybe a nice like leather jacket or like motorcycle jacket, which is what I like to wear. So it's kind of like the level of, just throwing this out there, don't get all pissed off at me if you're like a fashionista and you're all in the fashion shit, but it's kind of like the level of guess, G-U-E-S-S. That's kind of the level, right? We're not going out in a suit, but we're also not looking like we just got back from the hippie circle while we were playing the harp. Okay, so it's somewhere in the middle. We dress nice, but not too nice. When you say dress casually, that's her equivalent of what you're wearing. A jeans, nice fitting t-shirt, some boots. Okay, she'll probably show up in kind of a cute dress. She might wear some tights and like a nice top. You know, she's gonna be done up a little bit, but you don't want her showing up in like a prom dress or God forbid, a wedding dress, right? <laughs> that would be fucking creepy. She shows up in a wedding dress. You're like, oh my L. And I always say to them whenever I'm texting them, hey, meet me here or I'll pick you up. I always say this, I'll be the guy dressed as a homeless man, really cracks them up. They know it's a joke because I said, hey, dress casually. But most of the time, her casual is going to match what you're wearing. And that's what I suggest wearing on a first date. All right. The second one is when to text her. When you get the phone number, you should text her the next day at 6 p.m. Why the next day? Because girls are sick of dudes playing games with them, waiting two, three days a week. I've even heard bullshit. Text on the next day, 6 p.m. because she's usually off work and she has enough time to text with you before she goes to bed at night so you can make the texting sequence stick and you can go for the hangout preferably that night, but if you have to in the subsequent days ahead but I always text at 6 p.m. because then it sticks, it gets going, I can banter with her, and then I can be the one to end it on a high note. Hey, listen, it was good talking to you, I'm turning in for the night, have a great night. Hey, you too. boom, it's stuck, and then I can text her again the next day, or I close it that same night once I feel like there's enough vibe to do so, and boys, you always go for the hangout on a high note. I can't remember if I've done it before, but maybe in the future I'll do a podcast about how to ask for the hangout, In my three-month coaching program, I have an entire template. You say this, she says this. You say that, she says this. It literally works every single time. All my guys are like, holy crap, this shit closes the deal like no tomorrow. And there's built-in variables to deal with her objections, to make it look like you're not thirsty. It's fucking gangster and elegant as hell. It's worked for me thousands of times, and it's worked for my clients, I don't know, tens of thousands of times. It really fucking works. All right, should you use tongue or no tongue on that first kiss? I suggest a little bit of tongue, not too much, and you want it almost like you're caressing her tongue with your tongue. It's the way I always say it. So yeah, a little bit of tongue, you know, you guys are making out a little bit. The first kiss usually amounts to a couple makeout sessions and like a makeout is like, Open the mouth, tongue comes out, caress her tongue, close the mouth, purse your lips. Open the mouth again, switch sides, switch your head to the right, open it, stick your tongue and caress it a little bit. Close your mouth now, switch to the left and go like that and like that. Watch out for the grabby hands. Don't grab a boob, don't grab a butt cheek unless you guys are already there. Just hold her and I really like to put my hands up kind of like behind her hair in the nape of her neck, put my fingers into her hair and maybe even grab a little bit they really like that, or you can just hold her around the waist. Or what I really like to do is grab her by the belt loops and pull her in and kiss her like that. couple options there. Butt sex. Did I really write butt sex? Yeah, it's right there, boys. Butt sex. Jesus, man. Why did I write? What what was I going to say about that? These are notes I literally made like five months ago. I was just scrolling through my endless notes. I got so many notes about podcast ideas. And I was like, oh yeah, I want to do this one. This one would fit nicely into what I've been doing lately. I didn't even really look at this shit. And here's butt sex. The fuck were you thinking, Mark? Butt sex, you know what, guys? Not my deal, bro, exit only. That's what I personally believe, but you're, if you're into it, go for it. Did I really write that? It's my writing, man. I don't know what I was gonna say about it. Um, don't wake up in a gutter with a deldo in your butt, I guess would be my advice about butt sex. I don't personally do it, man. I think it's pretty dirty been offered it many, many times. Whether or not I've dipped into it, I'm going to let that be my own secret. But I just, I ain't into it, bro. And remember I was talking about the shocker in that other episode, two in the pink, one in the stink. I don't even stick my finger in there, bro. It's like, that's where poop comes out, right? I don't know. Not my deal. But if it's your deal, hey, I I have nothing against it. I I just don't do it. But a lot of girls like it. Maybe that's what I meant. Oh my God. (laughs) One girl once, dude. Should I say this? What if uh, Marissa's family hears this? Yeah, I think I'll skip that one. But I had one girl once. I'm just going to give the outline of it. Asked me to do some shit that I was not comfortable doing. And uh, I broke it off with her because of that. But hey, I don't judge her for it. It's just not my deal, man. I'm not going to throw a ping pong ball across the fucking room into your butthole and then run as you launch it out and try to head it into a soccer goal. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I just thought of that. That was good. Leave that in, Liam. Leave that in. All right, how long should I last really in sex? Okay, so here is the average, about 10 to 15 minutes. Now, a lot of you guys might be surprised by that. You have images in your head of dudes going for hours, and there's some dudes who can, and I dare say I have pretty good control myself, but that's only been like the last like 10 years. I used to be a one-dip skip, a two-pump chump. If I was gonna go put it in her and it accidentally rubbed against the pillow on the way in, I would come right there and then, man, it was pretty bad. Now, one thing you guys may not know is A lot of the times we come because we have belief systems about sex, that sex is shameful, sex is wrong, we shouldn't be doing it. So our subconscious mind actually makes us come faster because we have bad belief systems about sex. That's one big reason for premature ejaculation. Another reason is because the phenomenon of what we call second wolf in psychology. Second wolf basically means you're the beta cuck, you are not the alpha male. So if you look at monkey societies, occasionally the beta monkey will get laid but he has to do it really quick and he has to come immediately so he doesn't get caught by the alpha male. So we, if we don't think that we're good enough for her or we think she would be better with another guy, we sometimes will come quickly to try to get it over with so we're not caught. Isn't that an interesting lizard brain kind of phenomenon? I definitely think it is, but there's other reasons too. And certainly in my NLP protocol, which I give you guys in three months to working together, we can work on premature ejaculation as well as erectile dysfunction. There's definitely psychological reasons for erectile dysfunction as well. All right, the next one, does size matter? Marissa, my girlfriend and I did a podcast on this and her answer was not really, it really doesn't matter. But if you're rocking the angry inch, then it is advisable to get really good at going down on the girl, using other parts of your anatomy to satisfy her. It definitely isn't everything the penis but if you aren't really packing and it's like really an issue especially psychologically for you get super damn good at cunnilingus man not to toot my own horn but i was the cunnilingus master in 2003 i was crowned the champ of california as well as certain parts of arizona i was banned in other parts of arizona because I was just too good at it. It's a whole drama, a whole political drama, but I was the master on Facebook in 2003 for California and half of Arizona. So I know what I'm doing and I actually give the book Guide to the Female Orgasm, which is highly based on how to go down on a girl. And I give that to you guys if you give me a review. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I'll send you that shit. So if you're not really packing a powerful cult in the old stable, Don't worry about it, brother, you can go down on her and satisfy her absolutely without having to have a big dick. So in that respect, size does not really matter. Do girls like the taste of cum? No, very, very rare. They may pretend that they do. It may not bother them that much. Have you ever smelt that shit? Have you ever accidentally launched some of that shit into your eye when you were jacking off or onto your cheek and you got a sniff of it? it? Smells pretty horrible to me, man. It smells like a chlorine pool or something. I wouldn't want that shit in my mouth. Can you imagine a girl wanting it? Probably not, but a lot of girls just deal with it. And it's like, I don't know, do I like it that much when they swallow? I don't think it makes that much of a difference, but it's up to you, man. Some guys love it. I guess it's kind of hot. I don't know. I've never really, really, really thought about it until now. Doesn't really matter to me. It shows she likes you a lot. That's for sure. That's one thing we can conclude. But I don't think most girls like the taste of cum. No. No. What does a pussy smell like? Taste like, Jesus, Mark of the past. You really, you were really kind of bold with these, weren't you? Just throw it right out there, dog. What does a pussy smell like? I don't know. A burnt taco with a slap of tuna in it. I found, and let me know if you guys agree. Actually, don't let me know, but just in your own heads right now, do you agree? Sometimes when you put your tongue on it, it's kind of like putting your tongue on a battery. Have you guys ever experienced that? And there can kind of be a little bit of like a, acidic taste to it or like an acidic experience to it. Taste, I don't know, it doesn't really taste like much. It's more of like a sensation, I'd say. Like that acidic, as I mentioned, tongue on the battery kind of thing. Tell you what though, man, what I always do is the old karate chop maneuver. So while making out with her, I throw a karate chop between her legs and kind of start rubbing her crotch, right? With the old karate chop. Then when she's not looking, I pretend to kind of scratch my face. And as I'm doing so, I give it a little (sighs) to check it out. Because if it smells like a burnt taco that got shit on by a sumo wrestler and then you throw a rotten tuna into the mix, I'm out like sauerkraut, dude. I'm not doing that. I'm off like a prom dress. I'm out of there so fast. My best friend growing up, his dad used to say, super crude, I don't necessarily agree with the delivery of this, but I can kind of see what he was saying. He used to say, son, if you can't eat it, Don't fuck it. (laughs) Oh, that would always make us laugh, right? So it's kind of true though, man, you know? And if I'm not going to go down on her, then I probably won't have sex with her. I'm very picky, to be honest with you guys, about who I had sex with. My numbers probably aren't as high as you'd expect or definitely, oh my God, definitely not as high as they could have been because I'm super picky. Like if there's like one little thing about her that kind of grosses me out her teeth are a little messed up, a bean on her tooth when I'm talking to her, or like I do the karate chop maneuver and it smells like a homeless man's armpit, I'm gone, man, I'm so gone. Or if she kisses with too much saliva, oh, I hate that. Oh, it gives me the eebie just thinking about it. I like a super clean girl. And frankly, I like a vagina that doesn't smell much at all. In my opinion, it has to do with diet. It has to do with cleanliness. It has to do with how she takes care of herself as a woman. The ones that really smell bad, it literally smells like BO. Or like, oh, this is getting crude, boys, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. You know, like after you work out and your balls smell a certain way, that's what it smells like a lot of the times. So if you're wondering, just go ahead and smell your balls after a couple hundred yard dashes, man. You'll know all about it. What's a pussy feel like? You know, I had this said to me once and it's so true. It's kind of like the inside of your cheek, just a lot chunkier, right? Kind of like the inside of your cheek. It's great, man. It's a squish mitten. You stick your thing in there and it's like a glove that fits it perfectly. And it's wet and freaking warm. And it feels like the inside of your cheek, but a lot like chunkier. And certain ones are different. Certain ones are like tight in the first few inches and then they open up into a cavern. Other ones are a complete sock all the way through, which of course are the ones that I prefer. And then other ones are like a cavern to which you have to just pick a side and rub on that side, right? Because they're so wide. Ah, this is turning into a pretty funny one. Should I masturbate is the next one. Yeah, I think you should, but you should do it with balance. If you are obsessed or addicted to porn, addicted to masturbating because you're addicted to a dopamine hit, then maybe no fap is for you, which means not masturbating. But I think if you masturbate, eh, once a week, maybe once every three to four days, I think it's healthy. It relieves stress on the prostate. It reduces stress mentally. And sometimes you just got to get rid of that pressure. So if you can do it in moderation, in balance, I think it's okay. If you're addicted to it, I think there's other things you could do that's better. And maybe no fap is for you. Do women masturbate? Yes, about 80% of them. In my research, okay, I didn't go look this up and I doubt it would even be out there. But in my research, girls I've talked to, about 80% masturbate. They do that old knuckle dunking, bro. When you're not looking, they're like, ducking the knuckle. Next question you may be afraid to ask is, do looks really matter? Yes and no. Okay, looks will get your foot in the door. But if you don't have frame, if you don't have game, if your voice is not calibrated correctly, if you're not comfortable talking to her, no amount of good looks will save you from bad game. If, on the other hand, you are unattractive and you still have game, that could actually help you because girls think, why does this guy have game? Why is he so confident? He looks like an unfrozen caveman. Why in the hell is this guy so sure of himself? That is extremely attractive to women. So actually not being good looking can kind of help you, especially when you get the confidence. Do looks matter? Like I said, they get your foot in the door and really looking masculine is, in my experience, in my opinion, more important than looking like a pretty boy with perfectly coiffed hair gleaming, ultra-white teeth and eyebrows that just won't quit, all right? Even if you have those attributes, it really doesn't matter against game. Like, game will blow out any detriments or any benefits caused by the way you look every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I know it, you know it. Hell, even Kim Jong-un knows it. So don't think that looks really matter that much. What kind of guy does a really hot girl want? What the hell, Mark? Why would you ask that question, Mark, you idiot? You know what? Wait a minute. That's right. That's right. Because I'm doing a pocket. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. What kind of guy does a really hot girl want? Confident guy, ambitious guy, funny guy, trustworthy guy, guy with honor, as I talked about in the Legionnaire episode I just dropped. A guy who isn't intimidated by her hotness. A dude who's trustworthy. A dude she can introduce to her parents. A guy who leads her. A guy who leaves her wanting more. A guy who is the sanctuary for her, when she's in his presence, she feels like it's heaven on earth, but she can't get enough of it, and he's just out of her grasp. That's the kind of guy that a really hot girl wants. And a really hot girl wants the exact same thing that a semi-hot girl wants, that an unattractive girl wants, that a Japanese girl wants, that an African girl wants, that a Canadian wants, an Australian wants, a British girl wants, and an American girl wants. It's all the goddamn same. Okay, even really strict countries Like I get some guys writing me from like Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, where there's like really strict rules in place about dating and things like that. They're all attracted to the same shit. I guarantee you a girl in even Afghanistan who has to wear those headdresses now because the Taliban has taken over, she's attracted to the same thing an American girl is who's going out to the clubs. It's all the same across all cultures. The only thing that's different is sometimes you're limited by what you can do, what you can say, You know, I don't imagine that you're gonna be able to go pull a girl in Afghanistan by going to a nightclub, grabbing her by the belt loops and making out with her in front of everybody. That obviously won't happen, but the rules are exactly the same. So what does a really hot girl want? The same shit every girl wants, confidence, ambition, and for you to flip her attraction hot switches. All right, and the final question, and I know all you guys are asking this, can I get a really hot girl or am I just being delusional? Even if you're the worst case, as I was, I literally have never met a worse case than me. Ah, a couple of times, I've gotten close. But every single guy I've worked with can get to that point and even I got to that point, so yes, you can get there. The real question is, are you willing to do the work to get yourself there? For a lot of you guys, the answer is no. And that's the hard part. You are your own worst enemy. Can you get there? Yeah, any guy can. Will it take just a couple of months for some of you guys to get there? No. It could take a year, two years, three years, as I've talked about five years, took me 10 years. Now, of course, I didn't have my own course to go through. I didn't have the NLP at that time. So it took me way longer than it takes most of my clients. I mean, look at my 69 year old client. He was in a, let's just call it a 25 year marriage and he yanked a 33 year old girl and now he's dating her and she's extremely attractive. And he did that, I think six or seven weeks into my program. So there's a lot of amazing things that are possible, but I believe anybody, seriously anybody, can get really hot girls if they really want to. The question is, as I just said, is are they willing to do the work? For most guys, they're not. They simply aren't. They're not willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to improve themselves in this way, and because of that, it ain't gonna happen. But if you think that you have what it takes to get those results, and you wanna meet with me, Hit me up on my website, CoachMarkSing.com. Fill in the very short survey. You and I will email with each other a little bit, see if we're a good fit. I'll then send you my schedule and we'll hop on that Zoom call together and see if I can help you really achieve the success with women that you want. For the rest of you boys, no hard feelings whatsoever. I know this kind of training isn't for everybody. And listen, I'm not calling you a pussy, but this training ain't for pussies, okay? It simply isn't. It's like that old saying, getting old ain't for pussies. Well, Mark Singh's training program definitely ain't for pussies. It's for fucking warriors. Guys who want to improve themselves and guys who are willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to get those results they want with women, guys with heart, man, freaking heart of a lion beating in their chest. And if you're nervous to talk to me, I understand. A lot of guys tell me that. They're like, man, I was so nervous to talk to you, but ah, I just did it. I respect that. I respect that. And listen. When you come into the program, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that you're not able to do. What I do is systematically push you outside your comfort zone, step by step, little by little, until you're comfortable enough to do things that two months ago, you would have been like, man, I'd never do that. But because we incrementally inched you into it, you're able to do it today. And you are so thankful that you took the leap to do it. All my guys are like, God, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you pushed me. And here's the truth of the matter, boys. If your coach isn't willing to push you, nobody will. Some people need that accountability. Some people need that kick in the ass. Some people need a guy like me who's gonna get your ass across the finish line, kicking and screaming if he has to, because that's my commitment to my clients when they sign up with me. So if you're ready for that boot camp, if you're ready to do an immersion phase and get the girls that you really want I'm your guy, you're my guy, let's fucking meet, let's team up like two brothers in the trenches fighting shoulder to shoulder, shield to shield and get this shit done for you, man. You will not regret it. You never regret the girls that you approached, you always regret the girls you didn't approach. It's the same thing with this. You never regret going into a program like this, doing the work bettering yourself, you always regret not doing it. So if that's the last kick in the butt you need, sign up, man, let's meet, let's do this. Can't wait to meet you. All right, gentlemen, I draw podcasts on Mondays and Tuesdays, so make sure to stay tuned for the next one, and I will see you in the next episode.